Before we get to today's episode, I'd just like to ask if you can please follow our social media accounts on Instagram, YouTube, and Twitter at College Hockey Talk for all updates on college hockey and this podcast. Also, follow our Spotify account and subscribe to our Apple Podcast page and leave a rating and review. Doing these things helps our podcast grow, helps new people find us, and I really appreciate it if you did those things. It means a lot. Make sure you also follow our new TikTok account at College Hockey Talk for clips from this podcast. Enjoy today's episode. Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of College Hockey Talk. On today's podcast, I welcome back sophomore defenseman of the Holy Cross Crusaders women's hockey team, Kaylee Langfels. Welcome back to the podcast, Kaylee, and how's everything going? Hi, yeah, thank you for having me. Uh, Everything's good. That's good to hear, and uh, you just came off your first ever hockey playoff experience versus UNH. Um, Even though you lost that game, what did you take away from that whole experience and that game? Yeah, um, the game was really fun. I mean, just being able to kind of like progressively our team get better every year um, is amazing as is. Um, And going into the game, I think we're all excited just to be there and be able to experience kind of um, going into a tournament. So even though we did loss or we did lose it, um, we kind of came out better and happier and we're happy just to kind of be there and are ready to kind of start the uphill battle now to kind of keep getting better and better and hopefully get farther and farther in that tournament as the years progress. Definitely, definitely. Yeah, and you beat UNH uh, during the regular season. So what was your mindset and how did you try to prepare for that team heading into that game? Yeah, our games against them, I think the first one we lost um, at their rink and then beat them at our rink. So I think it had a lot to do with um, their rink in general because they have a way bigger ice sheet than kind of anyone we've ever played. And they're really good at using their ice sheet kind of to give them you know an advantage so going into the game i think we kind of were a little nervous for that but also um trying to think of different plays and ways that we can play with that big ice and kind of stop that stop their like generic plays that they use with that ice and i think um even though we lost that game at their ice when we came to our rink we felt a lot more confident so i think that had a lot a lot to do with beating them on our home rink yeah, and how do, you, how do you adjust to that bigger ice sheet, especially as a defenseman since you have more ice to cover? Yeah, it's pretty, it's pretty challenging, especially since we can't, like, practice on it. Um, but I'll, I think a lot of what I kind of try to do is I try to fix my gap. I think that's, has a, or that's pretty important with the big ice because a lot of times, especially when we play UNH, they do a lot of stretch plays. Um, so I think – trying to have as tight a gap as possible is something I try to have. And then also using the ice. So like trying to make stretch plays for our team as well. Um, definitely helps. Yeah. In that game, UNH got some quick goals in the first period and then kind of held that lead throughout the entire game. Talk about those two goals that were scored in the first period and um, how did that help them ultimately win that game? And what was your mindset after those two goals were scored? Yeah, after the two goals were scored, I think we're all a little shocked because we kind of came into the game ready to go, excited to play. Um, And then when they kind of got those two goals, we weren't we weren't ready to give up, obviously, but um, we did kind of switch a (laughs) flip a switch in our in our brain to kind of get us going. Um, And I think the mentality definitely picked up in our 
like speed and, you know, drive kind of picked up. Um, even though we weren't able to win the rest of that game, it definitely motivated us for when we played them at home the next day. Definitely. And how was playoff hockey different from regular season hockey? Um, I think it's just the energy, like just knowing that the game's on the line um, or your season's on the line as well as the game, obviously, but um, just the pressure and the excitement of, you know, if you win, you get to move on and, you know, um, proceed in the tournament um, is exciting enough. And even though we did, you know, we did lose it. Um, it was just exciting to be there. The atmosphere, even though there weren't fans, I feel like the atmosphere was different and um, just a lot more fun and exciting. Definitely. I can't wait until fans come back, especially at those playoff games, because the atmosphere is going to be electric, especially if you had that home game against UNH, that would have been really fun since it would be Holy Cross's first playoff game ever. And that atmosphere, I feel like would have been cool to be a part of. Yeah, I completely agree. Our school actually just announced today that they're planning on having everything back to normal by fall. So we're planning for having fans this fall. So I'm really excited about that. Yeah, no, I'm really excited too. I can't wait to get back out on the road and watch some games in person, especially since I think Holy Cross is doing like this in-season tournament with Northeastern and Boston College at Hart Center. So I'm really excited to see what that's going to look like. Yeah, they are. I'm super excited as well. So obviously, you know, this year's playoffs was single elimination. It wasn't the series that it usually is. Do you like single elimination? And how do you, what's your overall thoughts on that being the format for this year? Um... Being that I've never kind of experienced the series game, I guess I would say I prefer the single elimination. I guess it made sense for this year why um, that kind of happened. Um, but I think a series would be really, really fun, especially for our team. I think, you know, the first game that we play a team, a lot of times we're a little nervous, especially if we're not at home. Um, so I definitely feel like we play better the second time or even third time that we play a team. So for our team, it might help us being in a series. I think it'd be a lot more fun as well. So I kind of like both. I don't really mind it. So I think there's a pros and cons to both because with the series, I think you get most out of what the games are going to be like. The games are more exciting just because it's a lot of back and forth and there's a lot of drama that happens throughout the weekend. However, with single elimination upsets happen, which is fun to see as a fan. And I think it's like so des the desperation factor rises during a single elimination game because if you make one little mistake, it can cause an odd man rush and it can cause a series to be lost, which is a thing that people might not consider. Yep, I completely agree with that. So obviously, let's take a look back at this season that you just had. Um, there was a lot of challenges that you faced. I know we talked about it in the last podcast uh, you were on. How would you overall evaluate this past season and how did you deal with all the challenges that your team faced overall? Yeah, this year, I'm not going to lie. I mean, I think every athlete can agree that this year was really tough. And I think for us, especially, um, you know, we obviously couldn't have fans. We weren't allowed to go home and kind of visit our families for the holidays. Um, so we kind of had that to deal with as well. Um, we also, you know, we're one of four teams on campus this year, so there weren't really a lot of social interactions we got to have with a lot of other people because there just wasn't anyone here. Um, so it was pretty tough. And then, you know, hockey-wise, the, um, the constant change in schedule was a lot to kind of handle, especially as, like, a student-athlete. I feel like 
were very well organized and, you know, time managed and always love seeing like a schedule and having a set schedule. So it was really hard to kind of come into the rink Monday ready for practice and then, you know, not sure who you're going to play or you find out later that day. And then even if, you know, you found out who you played, that doesn't mean you're actually playing them because a lot of times um, or a couple of times we would, you know, even be on the way to play a team and we'd find out that, you know, someone had COVID or someone's close contact and a bunch of their team had to go into quarantine. So we'd have to, you know, come back and try to figure out if we're actually playing that weekend or not. So the constant change in schedule was a lot to handle as well. Um, and one thing I didn't mention last time was I'm actually a type one diabetic. So being just in a pandemic, like a global pandemic, um, I'm considered high risk. So I like personally have had to deal with kind of managing that and making sure, you know, my personal well-being is okay along with, you know, hockey, school, social, you know, stuff like that. So all around it was tough, but, um, you know, it's definitely getting better. We have people back at school now. Um, the end of the season was, I think, pretty good for us. We were all, you know, happy with the way that we finished and how we did considering all that we went through. So overall, it was tough, but good. Yeah, and how did you handle not being a, being far away from home from such a long period of time? Because you're from Minnesota. That's like a three-hour flight, I would assume. So how do you try to handle being away from your family for such a long time? A lot of group FaceTimes. Um, I have a twin brother who plays juniors, so he's also not home. Um, so I kind of, you know, FaceTime him, and we'll do a group family FaceTime. My mom was able to uh, come out for a couple days before Christmas, um, so I got to see her. And then I also have a girl on my team, two girls on my team from Minnesota. Um, but one is in my grade, Carly Beanick. And we practice and play together over the summer. I've been friends for a super long time. So it's nice to have her here as well. Um, being from Minnesota and us being close for so long. Um, she's kind of my little piece of home, I guess, is how I would put it. But um, yeah, I would just say a lot of group FaceTimes. And then my mom was able to come out. So that was a, um, really nice. That's good. And you were obviously talking about how you didn't know who your opponent was until basically the Tuesday, because that's when Hockey East announced the schedule. How did you prepare for opponents not knowing who you were going to play them until that Tuesday? And did your preparation switch during practice this year compared to last year because of it? Yeah, I would say um, I kind of liked it more, not really knowing. I mean, it was a little more stressful, but I think for our team, um, it kind of helped us more because I feel like we overanalyzed who we were playing a little too much um and then sometimes it could you know come back to bite us in the butt during the game or our preparation wise um so I definitely think it helped us um it did change my preparation I would say because a lot of times you know last year we would have um you know all week where we would kind of study whoever we're let's say we're playing Maine we would study their you know power play PK we'd do like mock PK, you know, or power play um, to kind of figure out what theirs is. And a lot of times this year we didn't have time to do that. So we would just kind of throw ourselves right into the game. But I think that definitely helped us overall because it made us a lot more excited and kind of just like, all right, we're playing, let's go. You know, who cares about systems? Let's just, you know, work our hardest, do our best and see, you know, how far that gets us. Definitely, definitely, especially since because I was talking to someone from Hockey East and they said they had a focus on their systems more than the other team system. And he said that was kind of an advantage in some way. Did you feel that as well? 
Yes, I completely agree with that. Um, last year, you know, comparing the two, I would say we, not that we didn't work on our systems a lot, but it was more focused on trying to combat what the other team was doing rather than focus on us. And I definitely think this year we grew a lot more like defensively, you know, regrouping wise, offensive forecheck wise. We definitely like got a lot better being that we had to try our best to like perfect each of our aspects of our game going into whoever we were playing. Yeah, definitely. And did you do any pre-scout throughout the season or it was basically just focusing on your systems and your power play and penalty kill? Yeah, we did do some pre-scout. We would have one to two like video sessions um, before practice or, you know, the day before our game where we just go to our video room and our coach would kind of walk through their um, power play and penalty kill um, and their, you know, four check um, defensive zone stuff. So we would have a little bit, but we wouldn't like practice it as much as a normal year is how I would put that. Yeah, especially because towards the end of the season, you got kind of got the things rolling with the schedule. Like it was more consistent because towards the beginning of the year, it was kind of rocky. But then obviously towards the end of the season, like once the Tuesday schedule was announced, that was basically who you were going to play. There wasn't really any changes because of that, which I'm assuming is a relief for yourself uh, because you're talking about how you need to be, how you're kind of a time oriented person. Yeah, it definitely helped as the season went on too because the season's so long. So after a while, like any person gets, you know, just fatigued and exhausted and that constant change, even though it was kind of nice, it had, you know, pros and cons. Um, but yeah, for me, I like kind of knowing who I'm playing. So I mentally and like personally can prepare in my own way. Now, from the times I've watched your team play, the freshmen really have stood out to me. They've made a lot of contribution to your team. Talk about what makes their game so special in your eyes and talk about the contribution they have made to your team, especially players like Lily Feeney. Yeah, um, well, Vaya being, you know, a freshman D, I absolutely love her. Um, she came back from a hip injury, too, so she kind of started a little late, but she did absolutely amazing this year. She kind of jumped right in. Um especially being a freshman, like jumping into a college game, she handled herself and played very, very well, I think. Um, and I think all the freshmen did. I think kind of their biggest quality collectively um, was they kind of came in ready to play and ready to go and ready to work hard and kind of, you know, led themselves rather than, you know, being freshmen who are like, okay, I'm just kind of going to sit back and, you know, like slowly ease into things. I think they were just ready to go and excited to come and play and be at the school. Um, and they all worked their hardest, you know, in practice, off the ice and lift and in games. So I was really, really impressed with every single one of them this year. Did you get really excited when the first training camp happened for your season, just seeing the skill that they have and you're like, all right, this is going to be a good class and we're going to be with them for a long time, obviously. Yeah, that was fun. It was like, just like my freshman year, because I didn't obviously know um, any of the girls coming in here or I like seeing them play. So it was kind of like the same thing. And I, it's going to happen next year too. Like they're going to come in. And um, I think our first practice, we got to practice as a team. Um, the energy was just like unbelievable. And we were all super excited to be there. We were buzzing off each other. The passes were connecting like perfectly and I think everyone there was like okay all right like this group is going to be a good one this year so I'm hoping and assuming that's just going to continue and each group is going to be just as good as the one before yeah you're going to be a junior next year is it crazy that you're going to be an upperclassman next hockey season and what type of leadership do you hope to bring to your team 
yeah, it feels like I blinked and this year, you know, like is almost done. Um, but leadership wise, um, I want to lead obviously on the ice and kind of, um, be, be someone that, or be a player that, you know, people can look to, um, in times where, you know, we need a goal, we need, you know, a good breakout, we need, you know, a, a good regroup or a, a solid power play or a really good play on the penalty kill. I want to be um, someone people can look to for that and can rely on in tough situations on the ice. And then off the ice, obviously, I want to be a role model for um, the underclassmen, being that I will be an upperclassman. Uh, and I want to obviously make all the freshmen feel welcome and uh, get them excited and ready to go for the year. Definitely. Did you learn anything from past leaders that'll help your leadership skills uh, for next year? Yeah, always. I mean, all the leaders that we've had on our team and captains we've had have been amazing and um, they make me want to be a role model as well, because that's, you know, that's how I look at them when I'm a freshman or a sophomore, you know, I look at them as a role model and a leader and I basically want to, emulate what they had and bring it to our team, obviously. Now, what was the biggest improvement you've made to your game this past year? This past year, I would say probably being more offensive. Um, I think naturally I'm more of an offensive defenseman, um, but coming into like last year and even this year, I would say that I haven't really like shown my full potential offensively um, compared to like what I would do in high school. So I definitely think I, I got a lot better with that. And my coaches definitely helped me and always were encouraging me to be more offensive. Um, so I'd probably say that. Yeah. Speaking of offensive, I want to talk about that insane goal you got against Providence in the beginning of the year, because I'm honestly shocked that it didn't make the sports center top 10 because it was a great goal. You kind of took the puck from the blue line, drove to the net and then crashed in the net and found a way to backhanded it past the goalie. And you also crashed into the defenseman as well. Talk about that goal. And what was your mindset heading into that move? Because I was really impressed when I saw that goal. Yeah. Um, I, I gotta give credit to, uh, I think it was Bryn Sorella freshman. Um, we were working on it in practice a couple times and even on like the power play, we were kind of figuring out ways that we could cross and drop. Cause I'm always finding a way when I'm on the top to go down. Um, so I would always kind of talk with her and be like, yeah, we should switch sometime. And I think we both just kind of looked at each other and we're like, okay, yep, we're going to switch. And um, then I think I, I gave it to Summer Ross or got to Summer Ross somehow I gave it to her or something like that. And then she made an amazing like between the legs or behind the back pass to me. And then luckily I put it in. I'm glad it went in. So Yeah, did that go hurt because you crashed into the goalie, the defenseman, and it seemed like there was a lot of traffic in front of the net. There was. Honestly, it didn't hurt. Maybe it was probably the adrenaline, but um, no, it didn't hurt. I think, yeah, it was definitely the adrenaline. I was very excited. <laughs> yeah, I can tell, I can tell. And something else that I noticed from your team this year, specifically yourself, is you block 30 shots. How do you manage to block all those shots? And what's the secret behind it? Because I could not do something like that. It's very hard to get in front of a puck and just have it hit your body, especially when there's not a lot of padding in certain areas. Yeah, um, I would say just motivation a lot of our well the coaches will come into the locker room before every game and we'll kind of make like goals for ourselves for each period and one of those goals is how many block shots we want or how many block shots we want for the game so 
you know, every time we'll block a shot, we'll kind of like look up to our coach and be like, all right, that's one, that's two. And she's like writing them all down. So after each period, she'll come in and she'll be like, okay, we had so-and-so block shots. And that always seems to get us super pumped up. So I think we were definitely motivated to block shots, obviously, because it would help us in the game, but then also because we were kind of having a little tally of it between periods. Definitely, especially since the bench goes nuts every time it happens. Cause yeah, Washington, exactly. Guys go insane. It's pretty awesome. And your teammate, Allison Atia had 59 block shots because she led the team. Um, how does she manage to do as well? Because that's like double the amount that you had this year. Yeah, um, I didn't even know that. Um, I, it's got to be the adrenaline. That girl, she did so good this year. Um, she always was working hard and she did very good defensively. And I, it has to do with those block shots. She had an amazing, amazing amount of block shots. And all of them were crazy ones too. Like she would be diving, she would be <laughs> flipping, not flipping, but um, yeah, she did really good. Now, speaking of block shots, her goalie, Jada Brennan, also had a really good year. She really stood out to me. Talk about what has she meant to your team and just the contribution she makes every day on the ice because it feels like no one can uh, get a puck behind her in a lot of games. Yeah, Jada is a brick wall, and um, I love that she is too because I think it, it definitely helps our team in practice having to constantly be shooting on a goalie that rarely gets scored on or does such a good job in net. Um, it definitely helps us find ways to score and find ways to put the puck in the net against, you know, a really good goalie like herself. Yeah. I'm watching, I follow your team on social media and something that you guys do, at least I, from my, from watching your social media is you do like the breakaway challenges when you like tap the sticks, who is the best uh, shooter in those breakaway um, practices and how hard is it to get a puck behind Jada Brennan in the, those uh, drills? Yeah. I think the best person is Lily Cataldo. Uh, she won a lot this year. Um, she's got an amazing shootout move. So yeah, we do it before every game, but, um, I'm not the best at them. I'll be honest. <laughs> you have to go through rounds. And a lot of times I rarely get through the first round. I'm just not a super good, um, breakaway person, I guess. No, yeah, no, it's tough sometimes. I wasn't that good at it either. But if you like watch certain clips of certain guys, like there was a guy named Oliver Wallstrom when he was like 10 years old. He had this like insane move where he like took the puck like on a stick and he kind of did like a Michigan like in the center ice. So it was really cool how it happened. That's sick. I, I like to do the, um, I want to say it's the Kucherov move where you'll kind of like skate into the goalie, yeah. fake shoot it wrap it around and then try to go five hole. Um, when we had the shootout against Maine, I tried that move and um, it almost went in. It was so close to working. That's kind of like my go-to move. You should and, try. You know, most of the time it works. You should try to do a slap shot because the goalie won't expect it. And that'll be interesting to see. I should. I'll try it next time. All right. If you try it and if it goes in, I deserve some assist on that goal. Okay. Like, okay. I'll give I you a shout like out. A stat, a stat or something from the website. Okay, for sure. I'll definitely, I'll definitely make sure I'll be watching that. I have scored a goal on Heart Center before. Just a fun fact in youth no hockey. No way. Yes, that's a fact. I know. Some oh my gosh. Not might not be aware of that, but I just wanted to shout that out as well. Now, next year is coming along uh, very soon in a few months. Uh, what are some of your goals and expectations for yourself for next year's season? Um. Yeah, my goals obviously for the team. Um, is to obviously progressively get better and we want to make it to that tournament and get farther than we did last year. And I think we have a really good chance of that. Um, and then personally, obviously get better myself. 
Um, I'm already starting, you know, where we've started our off season workouts. So we're doing a lot of conditioning and lifting, obviously compared to during the season. So we're all really eager and ready to kind of get better and better ourselves personally to go into next season. Yeah. What's your training looking like right now? And are you taking kind of a break um, during this part of the off season just to kind of focus on school? And then once summer comes along, you start to, you start to kind of go full throttle with your training. Yeah. So this year we, so right when our season ended, our coaches gave us two weeks off to kind of do whatever. And I feel like at least for me, and our team kind of I feel like two weeks just seems like a lot. Like it felt like forever. So yeah. a lot of us would go up to the rink and kind of um, shoot pucks. We we've rollerbladed a lot. We've worked out with our strength coach. So we didn't have much of a break, but that's because I just feel like having too much of a break, you feel like a week feels like a month. So, um, but right now this week is our first actual week of off season lifts. So we're doing three days a week of lifting and then two days a week of some sort of conditioning. And then our coaches also want us to be shooting. I think she said like around a hundred pucks twice a week. So she's kind of getting us right into it, which I'm excited about, especially because you know, that we're in a pandemic, we can't really do a lot on campus anyway, socially. So it's a lot of time filling time that we need filled so it's been pretty nice. It's been pretty, the workouts have been pretty hard as well, but in a good way. That's good. That's good. Yeah. No, have you guys had the chance to go outside and do some of those workouts? Cause the weather's starting to get nicer. Yeah. The weather has been nice. We haven't been able to go outside. Um, I think that's cause since we have spring sports here, they have kind of all the fields taken over all throughout the day, but um, we've been able to go rollerblading a bunch of me and my teammates will when it's been super nice out and our strength and like our strength and conditioning room um, has like huge windows that kind of like panel across the whole room. So it basically feels like you're outside, but you know, not as hot. So it's pretty nice. How do you rollerblade in Worcester? Because the hills are insane, especially at Holy Cross. What's your secret? Because you're probably the best rollerblader I've ever knew because of you have to ha- having to deal with all those hills. <laughs> yeah, it's it's pretty tough on campus. There, there's like little, you know, kind of plateaus where there'll be, there, there will be flat like land. So we kind of stick to that little area. Or um, we went last weekend and we kind of drove – um to Blackstone um it's like a little strip mall and they have like a trail there um so we drove to a trail and kind of went on like a three mile trail which was really fun but the on-campus rollerblading is tough because I feel like the entire time we didn't want to go downhill so we were constantly going uphill so we were kind of bag skating ourselves but it was still fun yeah especially at Heart Center because how you get to the stadium is you have to go up 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 and it's exactly like an elevator and I feel like if you're like especially rollerblading down you can like crash and hurt yourself really bad if you like don't know how to control rollerblade yeah exactly yeah it's tough we stayed away from heart but um we kind of went by down like our dining hall which is a huge kind of flat surface but that's good yeah <laughs> no you should do more Blackstone has some good trails I think yeah no it's like three miles and there's like a bridge there with like a nice river so yeah that's where we went yeah that's a that's a good area Now, um, are you going to watch the national tournament this year? I know it's been kind of going on right now. The Frozen Four is set for tomorrow. Um, Have you been watching it? And what's your overall thoughts on that? Yeah, our whole team has been watching it. We have a little, like, room in one of our academic buildings that we go to when we, like, put it on the projector. Um, So we've watched the last couple games. 
And um, I know a lot of girls on every team there. So it's really cool to be able to see kind of all my good friends playing in the tournament against each other. And I've been talking with them, you know, privately telling them good luck. Uh, so yeah, I thought, you know, the bracket was interesting and I thought it was cool to yeah. see a lot of hockey East teams in there. Cause I think, you know, um, obviously being in the hockey East league, it makes us, you know, it makes us excited seeing so many teams that we play against, you know, go up against the WCHA teams and kind of see how well they do. Um, so it's been really fun to watch. Yeah, I thought there was going to be four WCHA teams that made the tournament, and I was very surprised to see that three Hockey East teams got in, but I thought it was kind of a good decision because it spreads out the competition more. So, I agree, yeah. So I, who do you think is going to win? I think uh, Northeast, you obviously played Northeastern. They're kind of a wagon this year. They have a lot of good players, but Wisconsin's good as well. Who's your, who, who do you think will, at the end of the day, win this tournament? Yeah, I honestly don't know. We and my teammates have kind of been like going back and forth, kind of like comparing the two. And I think it's just the fact that like they've never really played each other and both of their styles are, you know, similar but different. And we don't really know how to like compare the two in a sense to see like who would win. I think it'd be really cool if Northeastern won. They've had an amazing year um, and they're an amazing team. So it would be really cool to see a Hockey East team win um so i secretly am rooting for them even though you know we lost them a couple times um but yeah that's good that's good now last podcast we had you on we talked about three on three overtime rule the new one that was just uh, announced uh, before this season started uh you got to play in one in the final game this year what was that experience like for you because i remember you telling me on the last podcast how pumped you were to have that opportunity yeah, I was really excited. Um, I think our whole team was too as well, but I just love having like so much open ice and space to kind of do whatever you want. And like I said, I'm more of like an offensive defenseman. So the coaches were kind of like, yeah, just, you know, be safe, obviously. And, you know, don't completely forget about defense, but, you know, be offensive and kind of do what you want and use your space and um, hopefully get a goal. And uh Obviously, I took that, and I was super excited because I could just kind of skate all around, do what I wanted, and, yeah, it was really fun. Yeah, talking to other players who've been in those three-on-three overtime situations, they say you have to be more defensively minded just because if you make a little mistake uh, defensively, you can cause an odd man rush and cause the other team to have an offensive chance. Is that something you noticed when you played in that game? Yeah, for sure. Um, a lot of us, I think – that is, that's exactly what my coaches told me to keep in mind. Um, Cause they know they wanted me to be offensive, but they're also like, you know, if you be too offensive and you know, one of our forwards forgets to kind of cover for you and you know, the puck gets, you know, bobbled up or you lose it or someone loses it and you're not there to recover, then yeah, they basically have a straight shot right at our goalie. Mm -hmm. So yeah, you definitely have to be more defensive minded. Is it awesome having coaches that let you have more freedom offensively, especially as a defense? Because I know other coaches like their defense to kind of just stay back and be more defensive. So do you like having the coaches let you be, let you have more freedom offensively? And do you think that helps your hockey development? Yeah, for sure. Um, they've always been, you know, amazing. And I mean, that's the reason why another reason why I wanted to come to the school is because their coaching is amazing and um they're always kind of encourage encouraging everyone to try new things you know be the best kind of player that you are play your specific game rather than you know trying to change how we play to fit a certain system and i think that's definitely 
attracted a lot more girls to the school and allowed a lot of like our freshmen and new girls to um, get a lot, lot better because they're constantly growing their game rather than changing it to a specific system. Now, when do you guys meet the new freshmen that come in? Because I know you guys are doing off-season workout lifts, but I'm assuming that you don't meet the freshmen until like the summer, right? Yeah, um, usually they would come on an official visit, and that's, where, that's when we would meet them. But I don't think we're doing that this year. So I think last year, too, um, those girls didn't get to come on an official visit either. So we actually met them. We added them to like our group chat and kind of sent like introductory videos to them and then they would send them back. So that was like my first time meeting them. So I'm assuming we're probably going to do the same. Um, but if not, it'll probably be when I get on campus, which is crazy, but. That's good. That's good. Yeah, no, that's weird. And do you have any seniors that are going to return next year? Cause I know that eligibility rule is set in uh, for all winter sports a- athletes. Um, We don't have any I think returning um we have a senior transfer her name's Bailey Bennett and she has like another year to complete school for I think either the full year or semester next year so she has to come back no matter what but with the fifth year she'll be returning and playing so technically her um but that's because she has to school wise in order to graduate because she transferred but yeah you like that new eligibility rule I think, yeah, especially for, you know, the seniors this year, um, if I had to kind of end my year on this, it would be a bit of a bummer. So I like, you know, that they definitely gave people the option to do that. So, yeah. That's good. That's good. Now, obviously, you were talking about how things will hopefully return to normal next year. Do you think fans will be back at games next year? And how excited are you for that possibility? I hope so. I would think, I would think they would be, we can already for the spring sports this year. um, We got an email saying we can go to spring sports that are outside. So they've kind of already started to implement that. So I'm hoping by fall we're able to have fans and I love having fans there. Like our first game when I was a freshman, we played Penn state, we had so many people there and just the energy and the atmosphere um, that was going on while I was playing was absolutely unbelievable so i'm super excited no i went to one game last year as well and it was really cool just the atmosphere that was at the game especially since it was senior night as well so that made it even more special being a fan watching that and hopefully things will be back to somewhat normal i assume things are it seems like to me things are starting to go back to normal as the months go on and i feel like by fall things should be somewhat normal i would assume yeah I, i sure hope so now, we're now in the non-hockey segment of the podcast. We're asking you some non-hockey questions. My first one to you is, how has online school been like for yourself? It's been pretty good. I have a in-person class. So I get to, you know, one out of my four classes, I get to actually go to class and kind of be there. So that's been super nice. Um, but other than that, yeah, they've been fine. They've been a lot better, I feel like, than last semester. So going pretty that's, well. That's good. How is have you tried to adjust to some of the zoom classes because something I've noticed from doing them is the zoom breakout rooms are the worst. I think you can agree on that. How do you mm-hmm. deal with the zoom breakout rooms? Cause everyone I talk to says they hate them. Yeah. I'm also not a fan of them. <laughs> I try to kind of start a conversation or whatever we're supposed to be working on. I'll try to start it, but sometimes I'll just get no response. And then I'm sitting there. I'm like, okay, 
this is really uncomfortable. Yeah. Um, but yeah, some are good, some are bad, but all around, I'm not, I'm not a fan of them. I don't know. It's just super awkward just because like no one talks when they have, yeah. when, when it, when it starts and then someone has to break the, like start to get the ice broken, I guess. And it's just super awkward. And it's usually me that has to do it because no one else talks. Like I wait five yeah. minutes and if no one talks, then I have to start to get the ball rolling, I guess. Exactly. Yeah. Now, if there was a movie made about your life, who would you want to play yourself? <laughs> oh, that is a really good question. There's a movie about myself. Oh, I would say, <laughs> this is a weird answer, but I'd say like Melissa McCarthy, cause she's yeah. just absolutely hilarious. Um, and I just feel like, not that our, and not that like our personalities are the same, but we're kind of very like free spirited, you know, goofy all over the place. So I feel like she would emulate my personality maybe the best, funny and goofy wise. That's good. That's good. Now I would probably choose, I don't know who I would choose because I don't know, there's not really like a celebrity that looks like me. So I couldn't do it, like choose it from that aspect. So probably someone yeah. that's like, like Pete. I know. I can't think of anyone being a ginger. It's hard to think of someone that would look like you. Um, but yeah, I think personality wise that worked. It's hard to think of that one on the spot. That's a good question. Yeah. I'll probably choose like Pete Davidson. I know we don't look anything alike, but we kind of have a similar humor. So I, I love him. <laughs> Now, what is the most interesting thing you've read or seen this week? Ooh, read or seen this week. Um, read slash seen, it's kind of a personal thing, but my twin brother committed to Canisius. Oh, I so saw I got the, yeah, I got to see his little uh, announcement tweets and read that. So I would say that. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. How proud are you? How proud are you for him? I'm super proud of him. He's, you know, the person I always do everything with hockey wise and non hockey wise. So it's really nice to kind of see all of his hard work pay off. And then plus he's in Atlantic hockey. So I'll get to see him at the heart next year. So I'm super, okay. super excited. So you're going to be a Canisius fan uh, when they play Holy Cross for just that one game. I am going to have to be, I'm going to yeah. have to be. <laughs> That's good though. Congrats to him. And hopefully we can get him on the podcast next year. Do you think he would want to come on? Oh, for sure. For sure he would. <laughs> That's good. That's good. Now, if what is something you wished more people knew about yourself besides being a good hockey player? Uh, I would say, I would say being a type one diabetic. I don't really tell yeah. a lot of people that because it's just not anything that I can just like kind of tell people. Um, but yeah, it's like a, obviously a huge part of me and how I get through, you know, the day is way different than other people. So I think knowing that I have that and have to kind of do that as well as everything else, sometimes, you know, it's nice that people know that, I guess. That's good. That's good. How has your life changed from the pandemic from that aspect? Because I'm curious because normally like I heard, because obviously you said you're at more risk being a type one diabetic because of the pandemic than other people. Yeah, there it's been, it hasn't been too different, but um, obviously being high risk, um, it's made me just a little more nervous, obviously, to get COVID. Obviously, I don't want to get it because I'm not really sure what it will do to myself. Um, I have not gotten it luckily yet. Um, but um, a lot of times too, you know, like a lot of things can kind of impact your numbers. 
Um, obviously having a too high of a number isn't good. A number that is too low isn't good. Um, and like, you know, stress has a lot to do with, you know, it can raise your number. So especially with this year, you know, I feel like I've been stressed the entire year. So that's, you know, impacted it a little bit. And then obviously not getting to see my mom um, in person and kind of like connect with her. She's been like the backbone of helping me with it all my life. So um, having to kind of do everything online and ask her for help, you know, not seeing her in person has been struggle too. And also even just going to the doctor, uh, I can't, you know, go see my doctor at home. And I actually had to find, you know, a doctor here um, and kind of meet with someone new, which I'm not always super comfortable with just because I like, you know, I feel like everyone's like that. Like they like their own personal doctor who, yeah. you know, they know everything about you and have seen you for however long. Um, so that was hard too, just finding a doctor that I can meet with. Um, but yeah. Now, what is your biggest pet peeve? Oh, my biggest pet peeve. I would say I really don't like when people chew with their mouth open. Yeah, that's annoying. That sometimes just, well, I'll have to be in a certain mood, but a lot of times that really, really bothers me. Do you see it all the time in the dining halls at Holy Cross? Uh, no, not, not really. Uh, <laughs> Thank good. God. I don't know if I could eat there then. Yeah, no, I think the, <laughs> my biggest pet peeve, and especially now is when people don't like cover their mouths when they cough or sneeze, because it's just really gross, especially during right. the pandemic. Like, yeah. Like, it's well, now, courtesy. yeah. Well, if, if anyone sneezes, it's an automatic, like, they stare oh, yeah. right at you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I still, I, I had, I sneezed one time with the mask and I still covered my face even with the mask. I felt like really weird doing it, but like, it's <laughs> the habit, I guess. I would probably do the same. <laughs> now, if you had the world's attention for 30 seconds, what would you say? Oh my gosh. These questions are hard. What would I say? Huh. I would probably hmm, bring either more awareness to type one diabetes or bring more awareness to women's hockey in some sort of way. That's good. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I, do you think women's hockey has been growing better since you started playing it as a kid? For sure. Yeah. Even at like my high school, um, my uh, high school coach would always say, you know, how many girls are on, you know, the U15, the high school, you know, the yeah. U10. And he would be, he would constantly say that they're like getting bigger and bigger and bigger to the fact where like they'd have to have four teams of each like age group, which is insane and unheard of. So I definitely think even just coming from high school, like it's grown considerably. Now, what is one place, if you could live anywhere in the world, where would it be? Ooh. I would say Greece. I've always wanted to go there. It wouldn't really work hockey wise. So yeah. if like hockey's out of it, I would say probably Greece. Yeah. I would choose the Cape. That's my spot. I love it there. And I love there. the Cape. I go there sometimes during the summer as well. So, and I'll be there hopefully this summer, next summer as well. Oh now we talked about last podcast, the funniest person on the team, but who is the funniest person, you know, just in real life? Hmm. Probably Annie Keel. She plays on Princeton. Nice, nice. What type of humor does she have? 
honestly every type of humor i feel like we're we have the same type of humor that's probably why i think she's the funniest um because we kind of just will go off each other every you know every time we kind of joke but she just always she always has a joke up her sleeve or a comment up her sleeve that just always makes me laugh that's good that's good now what is your favorite pro sports team i'm assuming something in minnesota but who knows I do really like the wild. Um, I would say my other favorite team. Well, it was the Boston Bruins because Tori Krug is my favorite player or one of my favorite players. So I really like Boston, but now he's gone, unfortunately. Um, but I also like Dallas. I've started to kind of hop on that train. Yeah. I have a couple. So. Yeah. <laughs> but I have started to like Dallas. They're probably my favorite right now. Obviously, I'm a diehard Bruins fan, but the Wild, they're, how, how are they? They seem like they're doing better this year. They got that guy, Kapriel Kaprasov, I think. Yes. Yeah, they're doing running. amazing. But they always, they always do really good, and then they'll get to kind of playoffs and then just choke, which sucks to, yeah. to see and watch because, you know, Minnesota's the state of hockey, so it's like we got to at least have a Stanley Cup by now, but we don't. Yeah, no. But hopefully this year, maybe we'll do better. Hopefully, hopefully. I love the new retro jerseys that like throw back to the like Minnesota Gold Star days. I think those are sick. Yeah, they are really cool. So no, no, I'm I'm I think the wire have some good prospects coming up. Obviously, Vladislav Firstov from UConn, he's a wild prospect. So keep an eye out for him. He's really good. So now I'm excited <laughs> to see what that team does in the near future. Yeah, same. Now, once the pandemic is over, what is the first thing you are going to do? Hmm. First thing I'm gonna do. Um, that's a good question. Probably just go anywhere or everywhere, just yeah. and just enjoy not having to wear a mask. Yeah, I think the masks are gonna be. I don't know when that's gonna end. That's gonna end like later on. I feel like I think we're still gonna be wearing masks with like doing normal stuff, and then eventually. I, I can't imagine you know not wearing a mask, especially like just in my dorm room. I have to wear a mask in like the hallway, like yeah. so I can't even imagine like stepping outside and going into any other building other than like my room and not wearing a mask. Yeah, no. So I hope I hopefully things get back to normal, like I said earlier, and I think it will. But I don't with the mass aspect. I feel like that's going to stay for a few few more years. That's just my just my hunch I have. Yeah, that I wouldn't be surprised. Hopefully it's not the case, but it yeah. feels weird, like not wearing one ever again, like it just yeah. stopping. Yeah, I don't know. I think it like won't like directly stop. It will be like over time, like it goes away. So gotcha. that's, that's that's what I think. But that's just my opinion, though. Now. What are your thoughts on the podcast since we last had you on? It seems crazy that it was November we had you on, and it's, like, now almost April. Yeah, it's crazy. Um, You've had a lot of, like, my good friends on the podcast, so I love, like, hearing, you know, their podcasts and listening to them, and you've had, obviously, a lot of of other people on here. So I enjoy, like, listening to them and kind of hearing all their different experiences on their seasons and points of view. That's good. That's good. Any guests that we should have on in the future? I know we had Lily Delianidis on and you seem to like that episode because everyone was talking about it in the comments from Oh me. my gosh. I I love that girl. Um I would say well, the group by my like really close friends um who I kind of skate with in the summer is Annie Keel, Lily Delianidis, Carly Beanick who comes here with me, um Addie Burton, uh and then Curry Petra. I would say any of those I'd yeah. love to see on here. 
definitely I'll try to reach out and see if they would want to come on. But yeah, no, uh, what's uh, any podcast you've been listening to uh, that uh, we had on that like any of your friends? I'm trying to think like who we've had on that's from Minnesota. Well, I, I, the most recent one was Lily. Yeah. And I love that one. Because so, <laughs> I love her, but yeah, she was probably my favorite. Yeah, that was a good. That was. A, I love her perspective on the game because it's a little bit different than mine. But it's like cool to hear what she has to say and how her thoughts on the games and the perspective. And it was cool to hear her perspective as well, since she didn't get to play this year because the Ivy League canceled. So it's right. cool to hear how she was like preparing for this year with so much time. It's like a year and a half. Yeah. Exactly. Now, uh, what are some of the things you took away from the interview when we had you on last time? Anything that I could do to improve? No, I don't think so. This is always super fun and it's nice to kind of debrief, especially this one. It was nice to like debrief the whole season and kind of reflect on it. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Well, is there anything you would like to talk about? The floor is all yours. I know we usually do shout outs, but is there any other shout outs you might've missed last time that you like to say now, or just anything else you'd like to talk about? Um, I don't think so. I guess the only shout out I would give is to my twin brother, Keegan. Keegan Langfells for committing and just say congrats to him. Well, congratulations to him. And thank you once again, Kaylee, for coming on the podcast. I really appreciate it. I admire you a lot as a player, but you're obviously an even better person off the ice as well. So I just wanted to let you know that. Take care, stay safe, and hopefully we can have you back on um, during the season next year. Yeah, that would be awesome. Thank you so much for inviting me back. I had a lot of fun. Thank you to everyone who listened to today's episode. I really appreciate it, and it means a lot to me. Make sure you follow our social media accounts, and I'll see you guys next time with another great episode. But until then, take care, everyone, and have a great day. Bye. You got a smile that makes the sun rise. Shine.